So one of the reasons that Kevin McCarthy was outed from leadership was that he made a deal with the devil. And the deal was no continuing resolutions. So when he put out a continuing resolution for for the Congress to continue funding the government, that's when some in the Republican caucus decided to take action and oust Kevin McCarthy. Now, Speaker Michael Mike Johnson didn't make that pact. And so when he came out with a continuing resolution, there were some eyes raised and say, well, what are we doing here? But his stopgap funding bill to avert that government shutdown passed this week. Bipartisan, 336 to 95. And the way that they had structured it, they needed two-thirds from the House. And after the vote, Johnson said we just had to get the job done. But there does seem to be a groundswell, particularly among Republicans, that this this whole idea of continuing resolutions is nonsense, kicking the can down the road. It's not something that we should be doing. And instead, we should be attacking these bloated levels of spending that we're seeing coming out of Washington on the regular now. Ryan Walker is the executive vice president of Heritage Action for America and joins us. Ryan, good to have you. Thanks for having me on. Why, why do you think Mike Johnson proposed another continuing resolution here? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that Speaker Johnson was between a rock and a hard place. Uh, he, we know, is very determined and interested in cutting spending. Mike Johnson, at his heart and at his core, is a conservative. In fact, he was an activist for many years mm-hmm. prior to his service in the Congress. And so we know that's in his heart. But I think. Uh, You know, listen, he had been on the job for about two weeks. He has barely hired any staff. He has some, but it's certainly not what he needs to adequately run the House. And so I think that he saw this as uh, sort of the only pathway that he could go down Mm. unless he wanted to shut down the government. And that was something I think that he and his team, at least at this point, were unwilling to do. Now, in January, I think that's a much different conversation. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, to me, it makes sense that you punt this down the road until after the holidays. You spend a little bit more time in the in the seat, in the big chair, and, and you work from there. But, you know, there are people out there that go, you know what? Close it down. I mean, based on the amount of money that comes into the government uh, every day, you're able to fund, what, 80 percent of the government? So there are people out there that say, then shut it down. Let, we we have to stop this somewhere. But but I don't know that in a very important, I think, impactful election year, I think the optics of that would be terrible. And so the Republicans are in between a bit of a rock and a hard place. But but from a voter's perspective, I think it's very clear that a vast majority of the American public feels like we should be cutting down our spending. We should be attacking the debt. And we should be, you know, the billions and billions of dollars that we pay in interest alone is as astronomical. So where do they go from here? Do you feel like there is a path forward that is able to to adhere to their conservative values while also um, not putting themselves in a in a disadvantage with voters? Yeah, I think that they do have a time now, a runway, if you will, to actually show the Senate and tell the Senate, listen. Uh, the the country is two trillion dollars in deficit spending every year now. We're 33 trillion in debt, getting close to 34. Treasury uh, is having issues selling bonds. 
bond rates are, are incredibly high, mortgage rates are high, all of that, uh, all of those things will remain true and be the case in January. And what I think Speaker Johnson and, and the Republicans in the House are going to have to say is if you want the government funds for the rest of the year, if you want to have a say in, in which agencies are funded and how, you have to negotiate with Republicans on cutting spending and changing some of these policies, most notably uh, those policies that relate to the southern border. And so I think you'll see that over the coming weeks. How, how, how I guess, prepared are Republicans, in your view, to go down that road? I mean, that can be a difficult spot to be in, again, especially in an election year. But but how how willing are they, do you think? Because there are two there are different factions of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. So how do you think they mesh on this particular issue? Yeah, it's another great question. And I think that Speaker Johnson is sort of looking to this uh, as he approaches January and February. Uh, The CR that they did pass is what they're they're referring to as laddered. So it has two different end dates for a set of agencies on each date. I think uh, there is certainly an appetite amongst Republicans to cut spending overall. Uh, but, but I think Speaker Johnson has an interest in incrementalism, getting those wins that are most achievable uh, and most at hand right now. And maybe there may be a scenario where part of the government, uh, it, we can negotiate. We can negotiate on ledge branch and cutting funding on for the legislature. We can have discussions over energy and water, the EPA, uh, uh, agencies like the EPA, where we can cut funding. And then if there are agencies that are left uh, on the cutting room floor where no agreement is possible, uh, like on the DOD, for mm-hmm. example, uh, we can continue those for the rest of the year. So there may be an avenue there. But what I would say is Republicans do have a leverage position here. They do have all of the talking points and all of the economic data to show that Democrats in this administration have spent us into oblivion. And so I urge them and I urge Republicans in the House to take that strong position. Uh, The American people are with them. The polling shows that they agree. So they need to hold strong on this on this question. Well, look, I'm with you. I, you take the box cutter and you go trim as much fat in any of these departments. It, it, to me, it makes the most sense. There's no doubt that there's even redundancy in some of in some of these these outlets. And so I think that has to be a priority. But you bring up a great point. I, I think there does need to be a, a bit of a tactical approach to this. It, it's very difficult to get anything done when it's absolutes, right? And and I think this is just good good governing in the sense that you can't ask for the the sun, the moon, the stars when in reality you need to be aiming a tad bit lower to try to accomplish some of these goals. So that's where I really hope that Mike Johnson is able to flourish and that's where I really hope that for a Republican conference in that chamber that has been divided over the last mm, you know couple of months here they got to get it they got to get it together and they have to come to a place where where they're comfortable in moving forward maybe in an incremental way absolutely and listen democrats have been uh instituting their policy agenda for decades this is not something that they achieved overnight it was not done with one single bill it was done again over decades with very minor language seemingly minor language 
uh, in the moment added to appropriation bills and with standalone pieces of legislation to get us into the, the, the position and situation that we're in now. So uh, I, I completely agree that this idea of a, a silver bullet or a, a single solution to the ills that we're seeing, it, I, I, I don't know that it's out there. I haven't seen it if it is. And so I think that we all need to have an open mind on this, that this will take some time to turn around. And there needs to be some grace given uh, to Republicans uh, who are trying to fight this good fight. And taking those incremental wins, those small wins, as you can have them, uh, over time builds uh, to an aggressive agenda uh, that, that Republicans can feel uh, comfortable being behind and supporting. And so uh, I do think that that needs to be part of the calculation in January and February. But listen, they've got to take a strong position. They've got to tell Democrats uh, where we are on these issues and, and uh, hold the line. And, and if negotiations need to uh, sort of whittle those asks down, then then we can have that conversation. But but we need to start strong, certainly. Mike Walker, good stuff. Uh, appreciate the insight. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you for having me on. Yep, that's Ryan Walker with the Heritage Action for America. Appreciate that time. Uh, we've got some breaking news on Michigan and Jim Harbaugh ahead of the hearing tomorrow scheduled in Washtenaw County. I'll give that to you next right here on JR Afternoon.